0: Keep putting faith in front and believe. The best is yet to come, you'll see. Nothing in this life comes completely free. But every once in a while, you just get lucky. Welcome to another episode of One'sology. a podcast designed to help all of us get through life. One'sology. Focusing more on the similarities between us. Then the difference is, Wandsology, proposing new perspectives to help guide you through the most dangerous place on the planet, Wandsology, that's six inches between your ears. <laughs> How you doing? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another episode of Wandsology. I am your host, the Wands. And I hope that wherever you are, life is good. And if it's not, move. Move somewhere else. It's probably better. Well, maybe. Chances are slim. (laughs) As Buckaroo Banzai said, wherever you go, there you are. So, I am still trudging through, not even trudging, I'm, I'm learning a lot as I'm going through my own little book. Called hashtag the book of wands. And if you haven't picked up a copy yet, all you need to do is go to Amazon and put hashtag the book of wands, all one word. And it'll pop up. Nice, sort of red cover with white lettering, big, bold, and brassy. Hashtag the book of wands. Things that I learned when I was touring. Because I would go out before shows and talk to kids waiting in line. And I learned that there are so many similarities between us. I couldn't figure out why we looked at the differences between us. And they taught me a lot about fear, faith, and being able to build one's self. Being able to build yourself two words so that you can present as yourself, one word, in a cool way. That's what the book is all about. It just gives you things to think about. It's a perspective type thing. Got it? Cool. All right, let's get into it. Uh, Today's chapter is, When you believe you know it all, you miss what you need to learn or could have learned. My father used to tell me, quit acting like you know every damn thing. He was right. I didn't. I had to learn things. That's why I went to school. Why I went to college. Why I got jobs and to this day ask questions. Knowledge is power. The more you know, the more you can do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, hmm don't think so? Remember, you used to not know how to speak the language that you know now. Your parents taught you what a cat was and how to say the word. They taught you how to say car, train, even mommy, daddy. In order to communicate, we had to learn a language believe me it makes things much easier than grunts groans pointing at stuff problem is we don't all learn the same thing the same way even though we are the only species of human being on the planet we are individuals who make up a collective species within that collective are those who do and will learn faster and will know more than you do about almost everything. They may even be the type to tell you how much more they know than you. Don't be one of those. Nothing stifles learning faster than believing you know it all. Experience is the best teacher. It's been that way since we were born. As we grow, we go through things. We learn how to walk, how to talk, how to dress ourselves. After a while, we're masters. Or so we think. Especially when we've done something someone else hasn't, we tend to feel superior, knowledgeable, and sometimes arrogant. Sometimes, without us even being aware of it, we become the very thing we can't stand. a know it all. A very good friend of mine told me once, no one likes to be told something they already know. And in my experience, he's right. Can you imagine someone telling you how to put your underwear on or how to pour milk into a glass? How'd you like some instruction on what pants look best on you? or what you should be when you grow up. Yes, your parents did all of these things and more until we knew things on our own. We proved to them that we had learned, and then some. We took what they taught us about how to walk, and then we learned how to run, how to put on our own makeup, How to break the law and not get caught. Well, some of us didn't learn that lesson very well. My point is, when when we think we've learned all there is to learn about something, we take that knowledge and try to use it. Forget about the world and everything in it changing or evolving. We already know all we need, yeah? Right. We used to not know how to work a computer. Really smart folks knew how to do that. Or fix a car, braid hair, or cook the perfect steak. The nice thing about there being so many unique people on the planet is that we have an almost endless supply of teachers. Are you willing to listen and learn? Well, are you? Another thing my dad always told me is uh, a smart man learns from his own mistakes. A wise man learns from the mistakes of others. And, you know, when I was in eighth grade, seventh and eighth grade, I, I had kind of come out of being picked on. I actually started to grow a little bit. I wasn't 410 anymore, I broke five feet. I was very happy. But still, the damage had already been done in my head. I was really, really good at feeling less than. I couldn't play basketball as well as some. I couldn't jump as far or as high as some. Things that I really liked to do. I mean, I kind of liked to play basketball, but I really liked to play football. But I was still small. Uh, small Small-ish. When I tried out for the football team... Needless to say, I always got put up against the guys who were going to be linemen or linebackers, and they were three to five inches taller than me and outweighed me by like 30 to 50 pounds. And they had had new technique and all this other stuff. I remember we had this drill called hamburger. I think it was I think this was the drill hamburger. You put the ball down on the ground and then you have two people who are sort of facing each other, but they're each about a yard or two off the ball. And they turn around so their backs are facing each other. And then they lay on the ground and wait. And the coach, when he's ready, blows the whistle. And as soon as you hear the whistle, you got to get up, grab the ball and run through the other person. If you get the ball first. If you don't get the ball first, you have to stop the person with the ball well, this works great if if the person that you're in the box with is like somewhere near your size, your ability. And it seemed to me like no one was. I got my ass handed to me all the time. So I kind of convinced myself that maybe I wasn't cut out for football. Maybe I was never going to be like Paul Warfield or Larry Zonka or Jim Kick. Definitely wasn't going to be Bob Greasy. For you sports history buffs, that's the Miami Dolphins team of 72, which is my first favorite team ever. But I wasn't going to be that. Look at my wounds. I tried to figure out something else that I liked to do. And one of those things was tennis. Now, I really didn't know anybody who played tennis, but I had watched it on TV. My junior high school had one side of the gymnasium faced like, you know, pavement where the outdoor basketball courts were, but you could hit a tennis ball up against the wall. I measured how many layers of bricks it was that measured the height of the net. And then I would just practice hitting the ball up against the wall. Forehand, backhand, forehand, backhand for what seemed like hours. And I thought I was getting better. I really did. I even picked up a couple of people that I would play tennis with. I started really feeling like, hey, this is something that I could do. And so I really got into who the players were and what the tournaments were. And But there were people who were better than I was. So did I get to play in tournaments? Nope. Now, I could have learned from those who were better than I was. I could have figured out a way to get lessons, maybe. I could have done a lot of things. But I didn't realize my superpower yet. And because there were people who were better than I was, I didn't reach the goal of being actually, you know, like on the team on varsity where I could play. And so I quit. Went back to what I was doing, listening to the radio, singing to myself all the time. This happened with golf. This happened with football. This, oh, basketball was the worst in eighth grade. I tried out for the basketball team and didn't have the skill set. You know, I just wasn't as good as anybody else because I didn't really practice with anybody. So, you know, you can only do so much in your driveway, especially if you don't know technique and all this other stuff. It was just bad. So when I told my mom that I got cut from the team, she was livid. So livid, she went to the school to talk to the coach. As much as I begged her not to do it, she did. What did that lead to? More persecution for me. Ooh, look, Wankley's mom's come up here. She came up talking to the coach. Oh, my baby, my baby got cut from the baby. Why are you coming? We from the badge about tea. Damn. That's kind of one of those stains that just kind of doesn't wear off. It's embarrassing. I can tell you, it's one of those things that I look back on now and, and it had me heading in the wrong direction. I didn't want to try. I didn't want to learn. I didn't want to put myself out there and take a chance. Unless. I was singing something. Oh, and then it was, you know, it was all over. I could just open my mouth and stuff came out and people smiled and clapped and it was great. But I also started watching people by the time I got to ninth grade and 10th grade. When I got to high school in 10th grade, it was, it was like a, a hobby. Watching people. Like my dad said, a smart man learns from his own mistakes but a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. So I started figuring out that, you know, I don't have to do something to figure out whether I like it or not, or whether I think it's good or not. Hell, there were hundreds, thousands of examples around me all the time. I became a people watcher. And the more I watched people in school, on the street, at the mall, grocery store, I'd just watch them and I'd start to see patterns and I'd start to see things that I either liked or didn't like clothes shoes buzzwords like man and everybody was hey man how you doing man but I started to learn I could do things I even could be funny which I hadn't really thought of But I started learning how to recite comedy routines from television shows at school. I really got into Monty Python. Monty Python used to come on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock on PBS, public broadcasting station. And man, Wednesday morning was me and like three other people in one corner of one hallway cutting up and mimicking whatever skit we saw the night before. This, sir, is a dead (laughs) parrot. It's amazing. Well, I kind of, like, put that little graph on everything. Anytime I was around people, I watched what they did. And they showed me a lot of things. Some things I wanted to do. Some things I definitely did not want to do. But I stopped believing that I didn't know anything and turned it around into... Huh, I wonder how they did that. And I kept watching. I'd imitate him. Oh, that's how they did that. Huh, how do you crack an egg with one hand? Oh, thanks, Julia Child, for teaching me how to crack an egg with one hand. How do you actually get topspin on a tennis ball? Oh, slow motion, Arthur Ashe at Wimbledon or the or the U.S. Open. these are things that i could like mimic on my own and i started figuring out that i didn't really have to be as good as anyone else i just had to be good enough for me and i learned by watching others now this works in a lot of different idioms i mean to this day i say all the time how do i know it's been a good day If I can watch the first 12 minutes of a newscast and I don't see myself or anyone I know, it's been a good day. What does that mean exactly? It means that I didn't make decisions or I didn't know anyone who made decisions that the consequences were so bad that they made the evening news. So no matter how bad my day was, if I wasn't on the news... that was a good thing. Think about it. I mean, you make mistakes, right? But when you're young, they always seem so big. And as you get older and the mistakes start costing you time, money, conversations, friends, relatives, the whole value structure changes. Now, can you be accountable enough and learn that the common denominator in all those losses was you. Can you learn that you're like a pebble thrown into a a still pool? As soon as you hit the water, you make ripples. Now think about it in the sense of anytime you go somewhere and do something, you make ripples. And those ripples affect other people. Can you learn from somebody else what not to do? Well, yeah just like you can learn what you can do. But here's the thing. If you think that you know everything already, why would you possibly try to learn something else? And therein lies the problem. You're going to meet or have met people who are quite sure they're smarter than everybody else. And they are not afraid to tell you. They're not afraid to prove it to you. It's pretty easy to watch someone, say like you're standing in line at a restaurant you've never been to before. Watch the person in front of you order something. If you don't know what it is, are you brave enough to ask what it is that they ordered? Or why they like it? Maybe when you come into the restaurant, you sit down and you look around at everybody else's table and you see something that looks Different, interesting. Do you ask, hey, what is that? And then order the same thing? It happens. That's what I'm talking about. Being open to learning. Learning things that you might already know. Imagine that. Imagine a parent thinking, wow. I don't know everything. Scary proposition, especially for the parent. The last thing you want to see him is unknowing because you're there to guide your children, right? But is there really any reason you can't learn from them too? I mean, their experience is not yours and vice versa. If you don't have that level of communication with your kids, how how are either of you going to actually learn something? It becomes the parent dictatorship. And, and, you know, and the kid feels like a slave and wants to rebel and do all this other stuff. I started wearing clothes that my kids wore. I started talking like my kids. And it was the stuff of jokes between us. I wasn't trying to be like them. There were things that I just liked. And just like Monty Python, I would imitate. And what did I learn? Lots. Mostly... I was better able to judge whether or not I taught my kids well. Because if they knew something and could demonstrate it, there you go. It's the way it works with almost everything. How do you know you know something? Because you can do it. How do you really know that you know something? Well, you can explain it to somebody else and they then know how to do it. Just like elementary school teachers teaching you multiplication, subtraction, division. All that stuff didn't, like, come in a cereal box, you know. We learned it. One of the cornerstones of my whole philosophy is that the learning never stops. Doesn't matter what it is. I'm still trying to learn how to code. I'm still trying to learn better ways of writing music. I'm still trying to learn how to play instruments better. I go see bands and watch other people play. And then go home and try to play like them. I I mean, I taught myself how to play drums. I taught myself how to play bass. I taught myself how to play guitar before I finally, after a couple of decades, figured out that I should just take lessons and get it over with. But I had to learn how to learn. That was the best thing about college. It taught me how to learn. And that I could. Now all I did was just take that stuff and put it on people. It's amazing. But you might be able to find out. If you don't convince yourself you know it all. So as the book says, that would be the Book of Wands, when you believe you know it all, you miss what you need to learn or could have learned. Remember, a wise man, a wise person learns from the mistakes of others. So pay attention. what somebody else is doing and don't make the mistakes they make. Good luck. Thanks for hanging with me, y'all. I really appreciate your attention. I'm not a doctor. No, I'm no psychologist. But I learned how to pay attention. And all I'm doing is sharing my perspective. And it will always be up to you whether it's useful or not. Try it. You might like it cool. I know I say that a lot. Cool. <laughs> that's leftover from the seventies. Oh man. That's so cool. Don't be driving me, dude. Come on, man. Don't drive me, man. Oh brother. I'm out of here y'all. Be good. I'll see ya next week. Hey, thanks for joining me today. I want you to go to your social media and follow (laughs) W-A-N-Z-O-L-O-G. You can find me, my music, and my story at thewands.com. Bye! Now, go do something good for yourself. Then go do it for somebody else.